Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another off the top road podcast. Me, 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 the black hole holding the black field to the V's, the black John guy himself, black hustling this bitch. That's not me. I'm just fucking around with y'all. But yeah, man, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to all the supporters for getting us here to get us this far. Man, shout out to Anchor. Shout out for giving us the podcast platform that we need to make our podcast happen here for Off the Top Road Podcast. This episode's a special episode today because this was the long-awaited After Dark episode where we're going to go off the script when it comes to um, our special guests here today, which I'm going to be probably introduce them. Shout out to the boys, man. We're at 1.8K plays. Let's get up to 2K before the season finale between sometime between after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. So that's going to be our main goal, man. Help us run them numbers up, by the way. Like, share, subscribe, bookmark, play our episodes the whole night. Y'all can support, shit, you know, support the love, share the love. All one love anyway. Um, let's get right into it. First things first, I want to bring my special guest on. He's been procrastinating for the last couple of weeks because of some you know, because some stuff is on issues, but nonetheless, he's been a busy man. He is the head honcho. He's the creator of Toro TV, uh, TV Hood Final YouTube, which I've been actually kind of been doing my little documentary searches through my channel. <laughs> so we're going to dig a little bit to the creator's mind. Give it up for my main man, Ty West, man. What's popping with you? And he's hailing far, far Rockaway, New York. Rest in peace, sack bundles. And um, shout and you know, shout out to the whole riot squad is still out there. Shout and rest in peace to Chief Drugs, of course. Oh man, man, it's a pleasure, man, to be here, man. What's going on, man? I love your work, and I don't want to. I I want to go out on a limb and say, man, I wasn't procrastinating, man. You see, I'm a busy man these I, days, bro. Yeah, hey, I be busy. Then once I get home from doing recording or whatever, whatever, or if I'm upstairs recording, I remember I got three kids here. <laughs> well, so it gets it gets it gets hectic, man. But I'm I'm in the, I'm in the building, man. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, shout out, well, shout out to you over there holding me down for coming, holding down for. Yourself. 
this is this is getting right into it. So when it comes to this, like you, your docu series is kind of stand out from others who try to emulate these little. Hood, 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 or oh, urban legend documentary series. I guess I know there's been a few series about people in maybe people in Chicago, people in Florida, people in LA. Um, there's really few out here in Boston, but I know there's a lot going on out there in New York. So mm-hmm. tell me, so tell me in the fans this: what, what, what got you started about creating your your YouTube channel? Like, what was the process behind you creating Twirl TV, and what was your goal? Yeah, yeah. My my I mean my whole process is starting the, the correct name, by the way, is Twirl Talk Sports. Okay. And um T T V is the YouTube channel, Twirl Talk Sports TV, YouTube yeah, so channel. That's the one that I need to. Okay. Right. So um how I started that was uh I was like, you know, I did my um I've been doing my little sports podcast since January, which is on the same very app, uh anchor. And um, I've been doing that there, and I, I I gained a platform for 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 like interviewing like dudes from where I'm from, like um you know Far Rockaway per se. So like you know one of the Riot Squad members, Bino, is like my best friend. So you know it was easy to get him. It was easy to get dudes like Manolo Rose. We played on the same basketball team growing up. So you know it's just you know being the real street dude. You know, I'm not proud of a lot of shit that I did. So, you know, a lot of the shit that I'm covering is shit that I actually seen. You know, I I, I was there for because I did three prison terms. I'm not proud about that shit. You know, I switched my whole life up. And I just think that I want to give everybody, you know, outside of where we from a look inside to where we are. Because we are definitely a small town within a big city that's just, you know, started to get recognized when it comes to people like, you know, um, Stack Bundles and Chinks Drugs, rest in peace, and the whole Riot Squad and everything. And, and you know, we got a lot of other talent coming from out there right now that, that, that's that been going unnoticed because, you know, I feel like the industry got, like, the whole black ball against anything coming out of Far Rockaway right now, and I'm trying to tear the door down. Well, I'm tearing the door down, all that. Hey, they check out was at 12. That's cool. Get back here. They check out was at 12. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, my fault about that for that. No, that's cool. And stuff like that. So um yeah, dogs in here. But um, yeah, so when it comes so when it comes to this, right? So so you just recently just told me that you just did three printed terms. So when um was any part of that accumulated to some of the stories that you have told for your um for your tour sports TV, or was it just stuff that's been happening out that's that happened outside in the past or currently happening right now? I mean, yeah, you know, it's past, present, and future. Like if you go from the town ta- the channel from top to bottom, the first story I did was about a dude named Javon Capers, aka Joker, that he was like a notorious fucking hitter from where I'm from, and he's serving life without parole in North Carolina for uh, murder down there. But anyway, long story short, yeah, it was just I was rubbing shoulders with dudes like that at an early age. I'm talking about from the age of 14 on up. I was around certified hitters and killers, and, you know, I, I survived through that shit. I done been shot at all that. I done been stabbed. You know, I hadn't had to do shit myself, you know, but... uh. I'm just here just, you know, giving, putting insight on from where I come from 
mm-hmm. a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't have, wouldn't have survived coming up in the environment I come from. That's what's up. And, and, and how the kids need to stray away from living that lifestyle because that shit ain't gonna get you to nowhere like me. A motherfucker that's 38 years old now that just started trying to get his life back in order at the age of 34. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm just, you know, just, just showing kids like you just use your imagination. You could do any motherfucking thing. Everybody's making money off anything, man. That's how I look at it. I feel you on that, man, because you know what's funny about this, right? It's funny for me because this only took me, I think, maybe when I was like 25, 26, I started realizing, like, shit, it's going to be different. And it's only going to be the generation after next, generation after generation, there's, there's going to be one moral skipped out to the next generation. To right. another. So it's just going to keep this cycle going. It's going to be so repetitive to the point where even for us, as we get older, we're going to be looking at like, damn, now we understand from the older G's perspective of what they were trying to tell us. And well, now I, I definitely understand now. <laughs> so it's all about that torch. So, um, so for, so for you, um, for you doing this podcast, um, especially about sports and say, and since you're from, and since you're from New York, I got a bunch of questions about you, about your New York team. So don't get offended oh, if I come back to certain here people, we, especially, yeah, especially, especially James Dolan's ass. So I mean, know, he's listen, like, listen, I'm a diehard <laughs> Knicks fan. James Dolan is fucking horrible. Oh, let's just, I'm going to go out. We, we ain't even got to get into that. Like, I would have rather him sold the fucking team to Donald Trump when he wanted to buy the shit back in the day. Because oh, we the yeah. won the championship at least by then. They would have kicked him out on some Donald Sterling shit by Still now. So, so, you know. trying to go after superstar after superstar for the past five years. Okay, five. Right. Nobody so, wants to play I there. Six. I said maybe six years they were trying to get some superstar to come on that team. They're trying to change the culture around. But it's not just going to be the player. It's the whole organization as a whole itself. Right. So, I mean, is, what do you think needs to change about the next organization to become? As what I mean, I mean, as as of right now, the whole the whole landscape of the, of the franchise has changed within the last couple months. So I would say they're in the right direction. Like if you see, they brought in Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau. They even got the dude fucking Worldwide West's advisor, and, and and every decision that's been made since you know the inception of all those three that I just mentioned have been phenomenal. Like shit from the draft. You know, to to dumping, we got forty million in cap space for this year. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying. So everything that's being done right now is on the up and up. I can't complain. From what we've come from to now, I'm happy. So I have nothing. I I think everything's looking the best it did. It's it's looked since the fucking like the the year we had Melo and Amari and we won those fifty three games and shit. You know? <laughs> oh my god, I had to be like. 
what, I would be like 17, 18, when that was going Right. Oh my God. Right. No, right. That, that, no, I can matter that. I'm lying to myself. That had not been because that had been when LeBron was on the Heat. So 2011, 2012. Right. Well, I was in college when, mm-hmm. when he was on it, and I had my high thousand dollars. But so with this whole $40 billion that's now being tucked away and stuff, who do you think that your team should go after? To try to, I mean, you know, with those that's out there, I mean, everybody, the, the first option would be uh, Russell Westbrook or, you know, something like that. But I, I don't really think that's, you know, the type of, I mean, if we want to get to the first round and lose, all right, yeah, get Westbrook. But, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be just like a superstar player, man. You need to surround, you need to get a superstar player, and we need to surround some more veteran talent. Mm-hmm. Like, it don't even got to be an older. I mean, you want to get a dude like 30, 31, that's a, a roughhouse player, like this, say, like a, a, a one of the Morris twins. We could get a dude like him back, and you get you a superstar or something like that. Because he, you know, he could be a second, third option, Morris. You know, it's it's just it's just shit like that I look into when I look into sports. It's deeper than you know being a fan and shit like that. You know, people criticize me because I wrote I wrote I drew a status the other day criticizing Danny Ainge's questionable draft picks and what he did uh, on draft night. And I said we needed a center. We needed someone that that's not going to start. I think that's what people got the misinterpretation of where I was coming from with this that we needed a center first. Now, I understand what, what Hayward had just did. Hayward just opted out. Thank God he did that. So now that money that we would pay them, we keep that now. So, and then with these young pieces, they just drafted. So now my key question is, for me, is what's the agent's game plan to try to get someone over here? Who are you trying to target? Especially where you need someone that's going to be part of that top five. I mean, the, I mean, the starting five, no question. You already got Kemba, Brown, Tatum. You're going to have to move tights at the four because there's going to be no point of starting Robert Williams first. As much as I would <laughs> him right now, we should reserve him on the bench. So when someone does go five minutes. But now, well, that's neither here nor there, but that's just my pretense of the whole situation at hand. So... I just had to just get that little frustration. Like, people didn't think that I that I was talking legitimately. And I'm like, yeah, I actually was. Did you not see that Miami series when it came to that um, Eastern Conference Finals and how we got our ass whooped? Like, no. But you, you got to remember. Remember this, right? Tight, we got a more talented team, but they have a more talented coach. Right. You got to remember this, right? Tice. Tice is the same size as Bam Adebayo. They both undersized six nine centers. So that dynamic of the game it comes to who you know is more more active, and, and, and Bam is way more active. You know, I mean, Tice is definitely solid. I, I definitely like him as a player, and he fits into the system that they type of trying to that they play. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be so sure that they're gonna go away from that system of leaving him at the five because. You know, you can always – I thought this year what would have helped y'all a lot more was using Enos Cancer. You mean us get rid of him? 
No, if y'all would use him more frequently, he's a walking double double, bro. He's a walking, walking. double on offense, but he plays no defense, though. Like, he gets, yeah, his defense is suspect, and and, and, and that's, that's why it would have been good, like you said, to move Tice to the floor. They need to be a blue collar team, and like each team has his own, each team has his own identity, you know, he has a own system and his own identity, though. Ours is basically the tough. Round speed, round space up the floor team. And if you can't do that, and if you can't play defense, there's no point. Hey, yo, I want to ask you a question. Sure, do I. All right. So, since we're on this topic of uh, New York sports teams, man, what's up with those new those New England Patriots, man? Re one word: rebuild. Rebuild, rebuild right now. I don't think you. I, I don't think you rebuilding with a former MVP well, as a quarterback. That don't look like a rebuild to me. The weapons that we have on that roster right now. Look at and the I want to. And I want to say this right that we had used the last three years. Right, I can't wait. No, you're right. And I want to say this also. I'm a Giants fan, so you know. And for what's, he, for what's that word? The defense walked away for a meal. They walked away to different teams for more money. So we expect what actually was going to happen. Uh huh. So you will have those talented guys to fill the fullback in those shoes. Go up with that. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's why I said rebuild. Period. I wasn't expecting us to go back. No, nah, I, I, I actually think they still gonna make the playoffs. I mean, I said they'll make it to the wild card, but depends on who. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I, I definitely think they could, they could, they could make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Depending on the. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough because the uh, AFC North got like three teams that's trying to get up in there. Right. But enough right. about. It's gonna be tough. Let's go back to your Giants then. What's going on with that situation over there? Oh man! I mean, I mean, I want to be first to say uh, Judge Joe Brown got got us playing a lot better. <laughs> Shout out to Judge Joe Brown for the two game winning streak. I don't know, man. You like like a bro? We could still win the division, man. All the losses, all Listen, the you know turnovers, trash. Philly is automatically yeah. suspect. Like this is what I'm saying. And Washington has absolutely no identity. And they, and they, this is, they don't even have a name. And they all the damn Yeah. And none of yeah. like have some semi decent weapons. It's just your coaching scheme sucks. Nah, hell yeah. Hey yo, so yeah, man. I wanna, I, I wanna hear. I wanna get a little couple wrestling questions on here before we get up out of here, man. What you? You know they call me the Black Jim Cornette, right? Um, I noticed you says you're the Black Hulk Hogan. I'm the Black James E. Cornette. Ah, uh, okay, Mr. Cornette. So what are you gonna try to criticize now? Because <laughs> mm. obviously I know you. Nah, I'm just talking about as far as knowledge wise. I no, 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 no. I was just saying because he has a he has a podcast. Um, I know. I watch. Yeah. So the drive through. Thought about that. I was like, okay. So what? Mm. So what? Type of ring that uh, what type of ring that he could go on today, such and such and such, such, such. Oh yeah, I I just was watching some shit with him. Uh, he was popping shit about he hate Kenny uh, Omega. He fucking hates that. Dude. He been hates Kenny Omega since the very yeah. very fucking beginning. It, it makes no difference now. It's not gonna change. Mm-hmm. But nah, I'm def I'm definitely jacking uh AEW though, man. I I'm really you know that that shit. 
it'd be a lot of dumb spots on there, man. But I, I overall, man, I'd be enjoying that show way more than Raw or anything, man. And I'm looking for Jade, though, every time that shit come on there. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God, Jade. Listen, I'm leaving any bitch in the world. I'm leaving her. <laughs> I, think, I think it was that moment I think people just the male demographic turned their heads for that one segment that one promo was like who is this chick whoa I fucking had to look her up like oh she's a bodybuilder her stomach looked like fucking staircase like, oh, hey, shit. like I can't hate but god damn it <laughs> Let me give you a type, type of scenery I got up in here in my little studio right now, man. I'm up in here. I got the laptop out. I'm on, on, on Anchor and all that. And I'm watching old wrestling highlights. I got Earthquake versus Ronnie Garvin going on. WWF, like, 89, 90. Oh, man. You really go, going back to the whole video era. Just- yeah, that's, that's what I fuck with. I don't fuck with all this uh, this so, new shit. I can't get with the new shit, man. I watch it. Don't get me wrong, because I'm so, a fan. But... So, a couple of questions about the old school residents and you know, since you're an older fan and all that stuff, right? So, when mm-hmm. you was growing up, who was your guys that you was watching out for? Who was the guys that you idolized in watching and maybe the guys that you despised watching? Oh, man. I, know them, Hulk, I, I, I love yeah, fucking Hogan. Hogan, Hogan, Hogan and Savage. stuff. Hogan and Savage, of course, was my two favorites. My favorite tag team of all time is the British Bulldogs. Dynamite Kid is the best wrestler ever. Mm. You won't you won't find another motherfucking wrestler on this planet that can outperform him. Pound for pound, error for error. He's just that deal. If you never really watched Dynamite Kid, you need to go watch Dynamite Kid. Shit, without Dynamite Kid, there wouldn't be a Christmas walk. That that that's Chris Benoit. Just put it like this: If you want to watch, you never seen Dynamite Kid. You seen Chris Benoit. You seen Dynamite Kid because Benoit stole every fucking move he did from him. Mm-hmm. Everything, mm-hmm. everything. To the, how he looked and how he was built was like the Dynamite Kid. Yep. So you know yep. that that's just right there that era. And um, I was more. I'm from New York, so you know that that's like a WWF shit. But I was always, <laughs> yeah, right. I was, but my shit was. I, I like the NWA. My, I'm an NWA type dude. Oh, okay, then that's yeah. I'm not. I'm. I, I, I know about WWF because I was raised on it. But I, I go back to like when 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 we didn't have cable and we had to turn the the, the, the station to U and then we turned the U sixty eight UHF stations and uh, we used to watch World Class Von Erichs they wrestling we used to watch Bill uh, Cowboy Bill Watts Mid, Mid South so I knew about all these dudes from down like Ted DiBiase yeah when he. When he, before he was the million dollar man, I knew about him and Dr. Death, Steve Williams and all of them. So I was an NWA, like down south wrestler type dude. That's my type of flow. That's what's up. And that's very, that's very acknowledgeable and very intellectual because there's not a lot of people that can really say that they can go back and really remember some of the older generation that who brought some of these younger generation of people involved who or who even helped mold some of the generation that me and a few others uh, within the group have watched and grew up watching and highlighted ourselves. So it's always right. great to have an older, an older presence and an older mind and an older history 
to give their recollection of who was that going on. So because you might never know, shit, we could we could reach someone that is probably seven. Like I'm, I'm gonna keep it official, right? I'm gonna keep it official, right? If 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 somebody get when are you doing your show, they'll probably try to G-check you like an older person. Like I don't know if you know about this manager named name, you know a lady named Dark Journey. You ever heard of her? Mm-mm, I have not. Look her up on YouTube. She was like a manager for Tully Blanchard and all that. And then she she was beefing with Missy Hyatt and UW. I'm actually in contact with her. Like we be messaging each other and shit like that. So she she tried to G check me and ask me questions. So if you was to come across a person like her, they would try to ask you. Like she would just say something like, "Oh, you know about wrestling?" Ah, ah, and she would just be like, "All right, give me the uh main event, the Starcade '83." And you having a wrestling show, you're supposed to know this off the rip. But okay, I'm gonna I'm have to keep that up for that. Seven years. I, I get that. I get that. I I get that. I get that. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's just like shit like that. Yeah. So me being a person I am, I think you should go back, and you need to like. Not trying to tell you what to do because you definitely do a great show and I love your work, bro. Right. But as, as a wrestling, we're not just fans now. Being that we do shows like this, we're we're, we're considered historians. Right. Exactly. So you need to know the history of the NWA title. You need to know the history of the United States title and shit like that. Yeah. So you need to go back and watch these videos that's free on YouTube. That you. you can go watch. You can go watch. You can go watch Roddy Piper before he got the WWF in, in, in Mid-Atlantic Wrestling 81 against fucking Flair or, or, or Jack Briscoe. You got to go check all that right. to know right. why we love right. this shit and why we and why we cover this shit. That's why I, I fuck with it, you know, and, you know. Right. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, one more question for you before we, um, before I, mm. I got it. Yeah, here, my mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, man. Just um, one last question would probably would be: Will you see yourself taking this podcast and this YouTube channel of yours within the next five years? So, will you see yourself? Yo, bro, I see myself. No lie, within the next six months. Within the next six months, I see this shit being like a big hit. So. I'm going to say five years from now, man, I'm going to be expanding, trying to help other motherfuckers that's trying to get on, get on. Feel me? I'm trying to build, like, I'm trying to build my own fucking network that's going to have podcasts on it in the next five years. Feel me? Yes, sir. Well. Yes, sir. That's what everybody's mission should be for, the, for, for any type of project. It should always right. be growth and speed. Right. Right. Uh, the project will grow and the project dies. It's pretty much it. It's pretty simple, folks. This is basic business and terminology one-on-one. It's common sense. Nonetheless, yes, man, thank you. Thank you, Ty. What's I appreciate you, bro. Anytime. Yeah, doing circumstances and shit, man. So I thought I'd like, let you, you know, say hey, your business and I got to do mine. Uh-huh. So for the listeners, uh-huh. thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you guys for, um, for pleading listening to us. Um, Ty, tell them, tell them, say, tell them things at home where to find your stuff and where to find your content. Oh man, man, listen, man, it's your boy Ty West, Twirl Talk Sports. Y'all can hit me on this very app. 
Twirl Talk Sports on Anchor, on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all platforms. I'm on YouTube, man. I want y'all to check these uh, mini documentaries I do, man. Twirl Talk Sports TV. That's Twirl Talk Sports TV on YouTube and Twirl Talk Sports on Anchor, man. Go check me out. Instagram, all that. Twirl Talk Sports everywhere. I got merch, all that, man. Hit me up. <laughs> all that man businessman yeah. businessman your businessman yeah. yes sir yo bro I appreciate the extension bro anytime you need me man I'm here bro always oh, forever will be folks y'all gonna have to help us follow us too you know Anchor Google Podcast Radio Public Podcast Spotify SoundCloud and Heartbeat as well also follow us on Facebook Twitter Facebook Twitter and Instagram Uncle Talk Podcast don't don't mind the ESPN notification. It's none of your damn business anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so until then, folks. Me, Black Lives, I got a jam-packed week ahead of you guys. I got another episode tomorrow for you. Another after dark. Follow my guys, Chad and Marcus, on the Sports Elite Podcast, making their appearance here tomorrow night at seven p.m. And then we got a jam-packed day on Sunday. We got the weekly recap and news. Coming up on me on Sunday with the boys, and then we got the prediction show for us for Sunday's for Sunday's WWE Survivor Series pay per view. What the hell's going to go down with that? And then we're going to have another episode afterwards. Hey, thank you for being on the. Uh, thank you guys for paying attention to the show. Thank you for supporting us. Um, yeah. So before we kind of got caught off at that last part, I just want to give a special shout out to the boys. Man, we got a jam pack week coming up this weekend. We got the uh, we got the weekly recap and news on Sunday. Check us out for that. Also, we want to do a prediction show. For WWE Survivor Series, see what goes on with that, and then we'll do another episode after the pay per view with the Fallout to see what else that happened with that. So, nonetheless, I know how to have to find us. Facebook, so y'all know how to have to find us. Um, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Radio Public Podcast, Breaker Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean. Check us out on social media as well Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Off the Top Ropes Podcast. It's not difficult to find us. Hit that like, subscribe, play button, support. Help me, help, help us run these numbers up. Help us get to our goal, get to 2K plays before our season finale, anytime between after, after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. So, yeah, man, we close to that time, man. Peace. See y'all later on this weekend.